The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus came to his native place and taught the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where did this man get such wisdom and mighty deeds? Is he not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother named Mary and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Are not his sisters all with us? Where did this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his native place and in his own house. And he did not work many mighty deeds there because of their lack of faith. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's memorial celebration is for saints Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. Now this Roman Missal might just be old, I'm not sure, because all it says is Martha. So Mary and Lazarus just got like kiboshed. Right? I'm like, sorry you two. But we, it's actually all three, and it's interesting they're, they're oftentimes together. When we hear about them in Scripture, they're often together. Now granted, two Sundays ago, we had the Gospel from Luke that gave us the, the story of Martha and Mary. Martha running around, getting everything ready for Jesus. Mary just sitting at his feet like, aww. But we didn't hear about Lazarus. Now today, there's an optional Gospel that we could have used, um, which is from John's Gospel, and it talks about the, the death of Lazarus. So, and even this says St. Martha. I don't, I don't understand. But, so the death of Lazarus. Martha and Mary comfort their brother, Lazarus, who had died. And in that, we hear how Martha runs out to Jesus. Now, granted, think about this in Luke's Gospel. She's running around trying to do all this other stuff, get everything ready, get everything perfect, and Martha's just chilling. Or Mary's just chilling there. We don't hear about Lazarus. Imagine he's probably at the table. This, this other one from John, where Lazarus is now dead, Martha runs to Jesus, and Mary stays at home. In both senses, Martha's like actively doing something, and Mary is kind of more passively there. But it speaks to this, this concept of how are we interacting with the Lord? Martha very much wants to see the Lord as, as a person who is acting constantly in life because she's constantly acting tell her to help me raise my brother do these things and mary lives what we would consider the contemplative life she's very passive in the sense of she's able to be but this point is lazarus really isn't highlighted he's uh, kind of a byproduct in a sense and yet he has a really significant role whether that was just at the dinner table or the fact that he was dead and then brought back to life. It's kind of a big deal. Because he's the, the beneficiary of God's graces. He's the beneficiary of God's gifts. And for us, then, we can also say, where have I benefited from God's grace in my life? Where have I benefited from the gifts God has wanted to share with me? Lazarus doesn't speak ever. We never hear that we're aware of like his words. But he is a friend of, of Jesus. Jesus 
we would have heard that he would have wept. He would have been sad, like his friend is gone. And yet it's interesting that with the gospel we did use, that when Jesus is in his hometown, the place where everyone knows him, it's the place that he actually has the least amount of authority. He has the least amount of um, potential conversion. It's when he goes away, he goes and he meets new people, and he has new friends, that great things can happen. And that sometimes can be a, a stumbling block where, you know, we, we love so much where we're from. We want so many good things to happen here, but it's like, you? I grew up with you. I, I, I ran around with you. We did some stupid stuff together. And now you want to do this? Sometimes our own eyes, our own thoughts, our own minds limit what God can do and what God can do in other people. It's really important then to take all of these things that, we, that we're hearing and to kind of wrap it into one final conclusion. We can't put limits on God. We shouldn't put limits on God. It's important that we actively pursue him because he's pursuing us. And it's important to receive what he wants us to receive in his time. So God has no limits, but he works within his own uh, will and his own desires. Um, so we can't and we should not put limits on him. But we want to be actively pursuing and looking to see what is God doing in my life and the life of the people around me. It's probably the hardest to see that with the friends that we're closest to, uh, with our siblings, with our spouses. But that's also the place where he can do the, the greatest, he can have the greatest impact if we allow him. So we know in the gospel, not much happened there. And he went about his way. But what if we did allow God to do magnificent things in the place that he's most familiar with, the people we're, we're most familiar with? What if we allowed him to have that impact and that change? It's just a thing to bring to prayer. Because I think if we allowed that, fire would happen in a good way. Flames and zeal and joy and responsiveness in a, in a way that hasn't been known before because we've put ourselves or others in boxes that don't need to exist. So we celebrate Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. We see the importance and the goodness of running around pursuing the Lord. We see the importance and the goodness of also just being still and being with him. And lastly, we see the importance of not necessarily having to speak or have a voice, but being the beneficiary of God's gifts.